Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me today. I'm your host, Robbie Rao, and this is the Jesus Golf Guy podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing why people struggle taking their practice sessions with them on the golf course, especially in competition. Stay tuned. You're going to enjoy this one. Hey guys, today we're going to keep this podcast short and we're going to talk about strategies with how to take your practice sessions with you from the driving range and the practice tee to the golf course, especially in competition. All right. So if you struggle doing this, taking your practice time and what you do in practice to the golf course, this podcast is going to be great for you. I'm going to talk about different strategies with how to do this. All right. So first we're going to start with tee shots. Usually I see people struggle with taking their tee shots from the range to the golf course in competition. Usually they struggle with this because they don't do a couple things. Number one, um, and, and you may do a couple of these and maybe not a couple. That's fine. But usually I see people struggle when they're, they're not picking a target, when they don't have a fairway in mind, right? So like imagine a fairway. And then, so those two things are big. If you start there, that's a big win, okay? So that's about 60% of the battle. If we do that, we should see about 60% growth, all right? Now, the next big thing is how you take this to the next level is you have to start imagining situations that you would run into on the golf course. So I run through like four scenarios, okay? It's very simple. There's trouble left, there's trouble right, there's trouble on both sides, and it's wide open. You have four situations right there. That trouble could look like trees, out of bounds, a hazard, water, whatever. I don't care what it is. I just, we have a situation when there's trouble left, trouble right, trouble both sides, and then you have um, wide open, okay? So if there's trouble left, you got to know how to avoid the trouble and still play with confidence. You can't just like scaredly hit it and hope it doesn't go right or left. It's like, no, you got to like know how to hit a shot that can't go left. So it's like, you got to be able to hit a shot with a face open that knows this ball is not going left. So even if you're in a situation where you're practicing and you're like, okay, if you miss it right, it's not too bad. It's a little open. It's a little open over there. It's not too bad. So I have my fairway. I want to make sure the ball doesn't go anywhere left of left center of the fairway. If I go right rough, I'm fine. I can play from there. If I start going left center, I start to flirt with trouble. I don't want to do that. So what I want to do is I got to make sure I can hit a specific shot that does that. So whether that's a fade, a little left to right shot or a draw for a left-handed player, or whether that's aiming more down the right side and hitting like a little push for a draw player that the ball just doesn't curve left. The face just remains square or a little open, but you have to control the club face in this situation. You have to. And now what happens if there's wind that's going right to left and there's left trouble? You got to be able to counter that wind. You can't, if there's trouble left and you have a right to left wind, you can't hit a right to left curve shot. You can't do it. Because even if you hit a five yard right to left shot there, that wind is going to amplify it by 20, 30, 40 yards sometimes. I've seen it. I've measured it on TrackMan. I've seen it. So we have to be mindful here and like practice situations we run into. So it's like, I tell people all the time, you can miss it well and still score. You can miss it well and still shoot your best round. You can hit some of the best shots you've hit all year and struggle breaking 80 or 90 because you're just, it's like in that situation, yeah, I hit this 325 beautiful high draw that the wind took it and hit in the water and I made six. 
well, what good did that shot do you where you can hit a slap 250-yard fade down the middle and it's it's fading into the wind, the ball goes straight, now right's under the fairway, although it's 70 yards behind the other one, well, at least you're in play. The whole idea is it's like, you can manage the round of golf by missing it well, by missing it in the correct spots. So we don't practice doing that. We, do, we just don't. I, I heart all the people I talk to, competitive juniors, college players, adults, whatever. Most of us don't practice situational stuff on the range. But we get to the golf course and all of a sudden now we have a bunker left, we have right to left wind, and we haven't practiced hitting that particular shot. That's a huge starting point. If you turn the, this podcast off right now, please take this with you and run with it, all right? So you can apply this in all situations, and I have a little sheet. Um, I've got to figure out how to get it up on my website, but I have a little sheet where it's like you have all those four situations, trouble left, trouble right, trouble both sides, and no trouble at all, meaning like it's wide open. You want to do this with four clubs, your driver, your three wood, whether you have a five wood or a hybrid and like a long iron, because you want to make sure you know. So let's say like, when there's trouble left, you really struggle hitting driver, right? But when there's, you hit three wood, you never miss it left. So now you know in that situation, even if it's into the wind, I got to hit the three wood because I need to stay in play. That's a good, you're learning your game and you're learning to make the highest percentage plays for you, not for me, for you. So for example, for a left trouble, it doesn't even bother me because I don't miss the ball left hardly ever. So that doesn't bother me. Where someone that misses the ball left, like I'm thinking of one of my high school juniors right now, it's like, that would be a concern for that player. But for me, it's not, right? But if we flip the hole and it's trouble right and, and nothing left, well, I'm about to be a little more mindful in that situation where for him, he's just rip city. He's ready to go, all right? So that's tee shots right there. Secondly, irons. I see people on the range just hitting seven iron, nine iron, five iron. They just hit these shots on the range. And you can apply this, apply this with wedges as well, is they just hit shots, they just hit like – they may work on curve, and that, that's okay, but they don't work on what irons are all about. Tee shots is all about how far you can hit it and keeping it in play, keeping it straight. Now, in some holes, you want to hit it to a certain distance because you're avoiding trouble, uh, maybe a fairway bunker or something, or you're laying up to a specific yardage, okay? Different scenario. But now we're talking about irons. Irons is all about proximity. How close can you hit it to the defined target? Right? So proximity, what does that entail? Distance and direction. All right? So we, we practice distance. But honestly, think about this. How many of you practice distance control? You practice direction because you, that you see the ball fly. But how many of you practice distance control? Good question. Well, my range balls are bad. Oh my, like our range balls right now are probably flying 10, 15, 20% less than they usually do. They're beat up. It's been all year. It's now cold weather. So like, of course, it's not going to fly as far, right? I hear you. But the point is you got to get to the place where, well, you know what? If I'm going to work on this, I'm going to go on the golf course at nighttime or when it's not busy. I'm going to go hit some seven irons out there. I'm going to start working on my distance control and situations. I'd much rather you do that working on your distance control rather than just I'm hitting balls in the range, complaining how they're not going as far, they're going and trying to play and figure things out. It's like, no, you got to practice situational golf. We wonder why we don't score because we don't practice the scoring component. We wonder why we struggle taking things to the golf course. Well, we don't practice bad lies. We don't practice uphill, downhill, sidehill lies. We don't practice 
bad lies in the rough. We don't practice when there's a pin back left and there's trouble left to make sure we miss it right and short of the pin. How often do we practice that? So that's the next phase. When it comes to irons and wedges, when it comes to our approach shots, you need to think about back left pin. So you have a back left, back right, back middle. Middle left, middle right, or and then middle. Front left, front right, and then middle, front middle. You have all these different situations that you can think about. So if you have a 150-yard flag on the range, then you can imagine like, all right, the pin's back left. I can't miss it left of it, and I can't miss it long. So 150, I got to try to hit this thing maybe 145. I'm going to try to hit this thing right of this pin, and 145 is going to put me a little bit short. I'm still inside PGA Tour average because PGA Tour average, if I hit that distance, is if I hit that distance at that spot, it's 15 feet. PGA Tour average from that distance is about 25 feet about eight yards. So in that situation, I hit a super quality shot, but I controlled it. I hit it as close as I could, but right in short of that back left pin. If I start flirting with that pin and it goes too long, I'm in trouble. I was just at the district championship yesterday watching the first round. I was watching a kid I teach and he's got the lead through like six or seven holes. He's three under playing good. Um, he goes this, he, he makes a bad mistake on, on number six or whatever. And he's now two under. Yeah, I think he started on 18 or something. I forget. Um, or 17 or whatever. So anyways, um, he's playing good and he gets this, I think it's the seventh hole and it's a pin that he's got a bad line. The pins in the back right corner. If you go over the screen, you're dead, right? He hits the shot, flies over the green, maybe like, Seven, eight yards. Would have been inside tour average if it would have landed and stopped there. But he's way over the green and he's short side. I think he makes five or six. And now the flow of his rounds all jacked up. If he would have understood PGA tour averages and understood. And by the way, we've talked about this, but we didn't apply it. Okay, look, we got to be short and left of this pin. Even if we have a bad lie, we got to make sure we land this thing just where the green, let it run up because I can't have this thing go back right. I can't let it go long because if I do, I'm looking at five and hope, hopefully I'm making five, right? It's just a death zone. So the whole idea here is we got to practice situations where you practice where the pins would be back left, back right, front, all the pin selections, right? And like where you need to miss it. And you can apply wind in that different curvatures and like, you know, curving it away or to the target or like countering winds, whatever. But you've got to practice situational golf. We struggle taking the range time with us on the course because we don't practice situational shots. What happens if you go to the range? When you're on the range, I'm hitting seven. I'm just pulling. I'm hitting seven. I'm working on my game, blah, 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 blah. I go to the range. I go to the course. I have hole one. I hit it to a seven iron distance. That same shot I was just hitting for 30 minutes or an hour, I now have it. But now I have a back left pin. I have wind that's going right to left. And now I'm in a situation where I can't miss it left. So I, I shoot my range fire. Let's say you hit a seven iron, 150 yards. I shoot it, 155. All right, cool, seven iron. But it's like, I'm just going to step up and hit it? No, you need to make sure you can't miss it left. Because on the range, you were just hitting it. If you missed it five yards left, there was no penalty. If you miss it five yards left on the golf course on hole one, now you're screwed. So you go hit a quality shot, curves like five yards left that target, would have been inside tour average, but now you're screwed because it hits the side hill, rolls all the way down, and you have a 20-yard chip shot, and you're short-sided. Do you see what I'm saying, guys? It's like you got to get to the place where you're practicing what you get on the golf course. Put yourself in those situations and make sure that like, if you're at that 150-yard pin, to make sure you miss it right and short. I don't care if you're outside of tour average. I need you on the correct side of things. Most kids and people struggle with scoring is because they put themselves in low percentage situations. Now, I'm not bragging about my game at all. This year I played five times. I have not shot over par this year. 
If any, if you guys are my students, you know, I literally hardly play or practice. Now I practice a lot and I've got my swing to a place where it's super neutral when I was younger in college and stuff. But now I've just learned how to play smarter so that even if I'm not hitting it good, I won't miss it long left like I would have in college where it's like I hit it great and I shoot 75 because I make, you know, three or four bogeys because I was absolutely screwed where now it's like in that situation, I, I just, if I'm not hitting it great, I just hit it to that right center of the green or right front and I got a 40 foot putt and I just two putt it, move on. But in that situation, it's like I at least have an easy par versus grinding. See, at that point, I'm managing the flow of the round better because I'm not in a stressful situation. If I get stressed out in a situation because it's brutal and I do three or four holes like that, I mean, we've all played in that situation where it's like we're worn out. It's hard to score and hard to maintain that. Now, you may grind one round. You may get through it. You shoot 73. Great, right? But like doing that over and over, it just wears on you. You can't do it. So you have to learn to play on the range, do situational things so that when you get to the golf course, it's like, oh, yeah, I just hit 50 shots like this where there's a back left pin. Let's hit this like little punch cut. Let's get this thing to go middle of the green and let's I'm, I'm making sure I don't miss it left here and if you get really confident with this you're like all right cool and a pins back left like for me I hardly curve the ball left so I know I can flirt with that pin where I'm like I can probably hit that thing to 10 feet because I know it's not going to curve left on me so I can aim maybe 10 feet right of that pin and I can hit a little like straight ball a little like three yard fade and I'm like 15 feet right because I know my game but the question is do you know your game do you know your strengths and weaknesses? Do you know what pins you can attack, what you shouldn't? What pins are they? Because you know, if you're if you're a high draw player, you know, a back right pin's probably not ideal for you. But a back left pin is probably a little better in that situation because you know like you can get it in there. But you gotta know your game and know your situations and you gotta practice them. All right, that's huge. All right, now let's go to putting. How many of us put a bunch of tees around the hole and just like three to five feet and just do wheel drills? Great. That's not a bad thing, but it's not the best thing. Now, if I'm working on my stroke and I got a string or a putting mirror up, that's fine. I'm working on my game. But we have to move away from that. Well, what do we do? Well, so there's different drills and stuff that you can do. I've seen people do like, um, I've heard of the drill called the Death Star. I call it the Pure Star. I'm not about death, right? But the whole idea is it's like, um, you gotta, like, even in that drill, like you have, it's, it's, you have five lines. Three, four, five feet, three, four, five feet, three, four, five feet, five times around a hole. And you go through and pot up. Still, that's not the scoring component that we're looking for. What do we do? So let me, let me I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So for example, if somebody's struggling with speed control, I always recommend them practicing ladder drills. So you put a box around a hole, maybe like two feet on both sides or all sides. So you have this big box around the hole and it's like, listen, I want you to tr- different distances, read the pot. I want you to see if you can get five in the box. Your focus is still trying to make it and focus on how the ball goes in, but you're seeing like how how many times can I get this thing inside the box? You're practicing your lag putting. That's a great thing to do. You can do it from 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, whatever. You can do stuff like that. You can do a ladder game where it's like you got to get one in from 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 feet in a row and up and down or whatever. You can make it as hard or easy as you want. You can make the box smaller. I like the box drill because you can always make it harder. Okay? So, excuse me one second. Got to take a drink. But, you know, what I see is people practice their speed and then they, like, just leave the putting green. Or they go practice three-footers. A three-footer practice isn't bad after that, but it's – you can quickly. But if you leave the putting green just doing repetition practice, you've already missed it. There's two types of practice I'm going to say. You have repetition practice – 
and you have scoring practice. We struggle taking our putting with us on the golf course because we just do repetition practice. We don't practice the scoring component. <coughs> Excuse me. So basically, let's say like I'm playing and you know I'm working on my reads and stuff, like, or I'm, I'm I'm hitting like 20 footers in the box here, and I do some three footers, and I go to the first tee. All right. Well, now I have a 20 foot putt, but it's a downhill slider. Now I'm in a situation where I got to think about what's happening here. I want to make it, but I want to focus on how the ball goes in. I want the ball to hang on the front edge and drop in. So now I'm focused on the result of that putt. Let's say I hit it three feet by. Well, I now got to make that, right? But there's different, you got to practice reading. So anyways, what I need people to work on is once they stop the repetition practice, they have to transfer it right into scoring practice. One of my favorite games that I give, and this is something that Carl did. Carl Fresky was on my podcast. I think it was like episode, I don't know, uh, nine or something. Um, Carl was on it, and we talked about I had him do an 18-hole random putting game, uh, game 10 times a day for like three weeks. That took him like two and a half hours, but he said it was his favorite game because he was actually practicing situations. So what you do is you get a random number generator on your phone. It's free. You download it. You make the minimum three feet. You make the maximum, we'll say, 50 feet. And what you do is you just press the randomize button. Let's say it says seven feet. You go find an easy seven-footer. And I want you to go mark it. And I want you to go through your reads. And I want you to go ahead and go through your entire routine and then putt it. If you miss it, you got to finish it out. So, excuse me. <clears throat> So then, like, you know, the second hole. So I always go my – the rotation is easy, medium, hard, easy, medium, hard. So the second hole is going to be a medium type of putt. So an easy putt is, like, flat or a little uphill but pretty straight. A medium putt is going to be, like, a little side hill. Um, could be a little up but a little on the side, whatever. Um, and then a hard putt is going to be downhill slider just straight downhill. So no matter the length, it's find that type of putt for that. And so it's all randomized. But you're practicing situations. So – when you get to the course, even if like you're struggling, you have first four holes and like you're grinding, you didn't hit a green yet, and you're like, let's say two over, you're like 50% up and down, and you get to like hole five, and you have a 10 foot putt, birdie putt, downhill slider, and you're so excited because you're like thinking birdie. Instead of thinking like, well, that make percentage is like 38% or whatever, and I think it's, yeah, about 38%. Downhill is probably more like 35% PGA Tour make percentage, right? So, this situation, that person, I've seen, I actually just saw it yesterday at districts where this kid hit it like seven feet past and then missed it coming back, where he should have been focused on that ball trickling in the hole ever so gently versus just trying to make it, right? So in that situation, his flow is disturbed because he had to mark that 10-footer, he hit it seven feet by, then he goes ahead and misses that putt. So now he just made bogey from 10 feet, three putter from 10 feet. Why? Because he wasn't mindful of the situation. If he practiced this type of way of like, practicing situational stuff, he would have been ready for that moment, right? But this is where we got to get to like repetition practice to scoring practice. You hear me? So I would do this. I would do the scoring practice where you do 18 random holes like this, go through, score it out. If we three putt a bunch, you can go back to those holes and you can back and like rep that out. You can go work on short putts, then score again. But you should always be trying to score when you practice. I get repetition practice sometimes, but you've got to get to the place where you take repetition, which is still fine, but then go apply it in scoring. Once you do that, that's how you're going to get better. 
I see it all the time. I see people. I, I took two girls last year. I was so blessed to be able to work with these two girls. They were both 120 shooters. And within three months, they're shooting the 80s. In tournaments, how do we improve 40 shots? We got better inside of 50 yards, and they practiced scoring all the time. They practiced scoring all the time. So when they got to the golf course, they were ready for that situation. All right, now, short game shots, I got to end quick. I got a lesson in five minutes. But short game shots here is simple. Um, I know we do repetition practice. We do situational stuff with different lies, et cetera, et cetera. That's all good. But you got to start taking that to the up and down games. I'd rather somebody do a couple repetition practice, like we'll say 15 minutes of repetition, chip shots, different lies, different shots, and then go score them out. Just go like... Just take one ball, a couple clubs you chip with in your putter, and go do situations and work on stuff. And I'm, and if, like, let's say you, you hit a spot where you're struggling with a certain chip, now go get 10 balls and hit a couple shots there just to get your reps, get some feel, and then score it out again, right? But you just should constantly be trying to score. And guys, always set a goal. Tee shots. Let's say, like, you're trying to hit 10 out of 14 shots, in the correct spot, or 12 out of 14 correct misses, or 12 out of 14 fairways, or whatever. But you just need to make goals for that. So like, if, if you're practicing situational stuff where there's trouble left or trouble right, honestly, I don't want to see you ever hit that direction. So it's like, all right, I want to see 14 drives not go towards the trouble. So if I hit it even a little bit right, if there's trouble left, who cares? I, I didn't hit it left, right? But excuse me one second. We have to practice situational stuff when it comes to putting, different reads, different situations when it's downhill. Like that downhill 10-foot putt I was talking about earlier, I wish that would have kid would have left it six inches short. Oh, but it wouldn't have gone in. I didn't make – okay, well, that seven-foot putt probably wouldn't have gone in when it hit the hole. It probably would have lipped out because it was too fast, right? So it's like that putt, I'd much rather tap in there leaving it six inches short knowing it was such a dangerous 10-foot putt downhill than hitting it six feet by Four feet by. Well, four feet, Rob, you know, I can make, well, four foot putt isn't a, it's 86% make percentage on tour, right? So I don't want to leave myself that four footer all the time. That's okay sometimes, but like on a downhill putt that I'm already playing good, I'm three under at this point, I don't want to three putt this and then disturb my flow and I hit it to 10 feet. Does that make sense? So the point is practice situational stuff, putting, just do 18 hole games where you actually score so you can practice your speed control. That's all fine. And then you want to like move into like, Okay, now let's go score and do similar types of putts. Short game shots, do all the situations, all the types of lies, good lies, bad lies, blah, blah, and then score them out. Do up and down games. Make goals. I want to get 7 out of 10 up and down. Whatever. Just make goals and do it. Um, when it comes to wedges and irons, you can do stuff on the course, but practice like where you want the ball to land. Proximity to the pin, left and right or whatever. Like Just picture where pins would be, back left, front left, front right, whatever. Picture where all the pins would be and then figure out like, well, where do I want this ball to be? If it's 150 and it's a left pin, back left, I want to make sure I'm 145 short. That's going to put me short and right of the pin. I'd rather be 140 than one like 55 and long left. Does that make sense? <coughs> the last thing is like tee shots. Again, just figure out where trouble is going to be and learn to hit shots away from trouble. So that worst case scenario, you know how to hit that if you're a little off. Now, if you're just pummeling drivers straight down the middle all day long and you're hitting it great, fine. But if you're not hitting it well, you got to learn how to hit shots away from trouble so you can go out and still shoot a good score. Okay, It's all about learning your game, 
in what situations you're good in. And that's where you take, like, if you're struggling with hitting a left to right shot into a right to left win, that's where you go find your coach, say, coach, we need to work on this shot. Bang. That's where they help you out and we're good to go. Make sense? All right, guys, I really pray this is a blessing for you. Really hope that. And the thing is, just keep applying the scoring mindset to your practice. From there, you'll be able to take this with you to the golf course and you'll be ready for competition. All right, guys, I'm so glad you joined today. This is the Jesus Golf Guy Podcast.